how to get top influencers to notice you and work with you. So in this episode, you are going to discover many new strategies to do Dream 100. And if you're not familiar with the term Dream 100, it's basically a list of high-level people that you want to build a connection with so you can have them promote you, promote your stuff, right? Promote you to their audience. So that's basically what Dream 100 is, okay? Uh, it doesn't have to be 100 people, but that's that's the exact number. That's the ideal number of people that you should have before promoting your product, okay? So one thing you have to know here, some of the audio qualities here may sound bad, okay? And it was because both of our internet connections were not really good at that time. <laughs> but, 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 okay, but it was only, it was only at the early part. Okay, he was only at the early part, so and and it actually became good after a few minutes. So please, please, please bear with it. Okay. So today's guest is R.J. Ahmad. He is an entrepreneur who have interviewed over fifty six, seven, and eight figure entrepreneurs on his show. Interviews with entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay, so that that is too many entrepreneurs there, right? So anyway, uh, he is called the champion of the dream 100 and managed to turn the wisdom of the top 1% entrepreneurs in a book. So basically, he interviewed these top entrepreneurs and turned their wisdom into a book. So he has a book now. It's called Decades in Days. You can check that out. So uh, before we begin here, I just want to let you know that this is the first part series of the whole interview. So if you want to, if you don't want to miss out another part, make sure to subscribe or follow this podcast. Okay. And when you do that, you're going to discover more about how to market your stuff through your content, how to craft a compelling content so that you can make people buy whatever it is you are selling. Is that cool, right? So click that subscribe button or follow button. Okay, click, click, click. All right. So let's begin. So here are the biggest questions when it comes to content marketing. Why does the content that gets tons of likes and comments does not make more money than the one with a few likes? And why do some influencers with more than 10,000 followers are still broke while the ones with a few hundreds only make a fortune? And how come the content that is so good still cannot convince people to buy what the simplest one can? Well, today, people are obsessed with the number of followers, likes and comments whenever they put out the content. And the truth is, those things are what makes people broke. So how do these successful marketers create content that generates money? Those are the questions and on this podcast, you'll find the answers. I'm your host, Ashraf, and you're listening to Content Marketing Hacks. What is up, RJ? Welcome to the Content Marketing Hacks podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much, man, for having me. Finally, we made it over here. <laughs> yeah, the last time we met, uh, we had a bad internet connection. Uh, hopefully, uh, it didn't, it, it doesn't happen, uh, for now. Okay. So Hope for the best, you know, first off, yeah. So first off, RJ, I really want to congrats, uh, for publishing the first book, right? Is that your first book? Yeah. So yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So, so the book is called Days in Decades. Eh, wait, no, uh, Decades in, in Days, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Decades yeah. In decades days. in Days. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a, that was such a, such a good book, actually. And right. So before we talk about the book and 
you know, uh, we we have met before, and I see that you have come a long way. Actually, you know, the first time we met, it was in it was in podcasting group, right? From Jamie, I I remember, you know, I remember yeah. all the members in that group. Uh, all the members in that group, we were compet- competing against uh, against each other to win to win some prize, right? <laughs> and I, I remember that I you remember. you never stop. I remember you never stopped commenting. Like, wow, did that did this guy even sleep or not? <laughs> did, did you sleep? Did you sleep or not at, at that time? I, I I'm a night owl. I was like super focused. I was like, I have to get this course out there. It was like so catchy, and I saw like there are some people uh, sort of get competitive a lot. I was like, I have to get it. I have to get it. I have to try something else. <laughs> so I I slept, but slept little bit, and I had some sort of advantage of time time zones. You know, since since they were in US and I'm on the other side of the world, so I had kind of an advantage of that as well. So yeah, so I kind of not sleeping that much. Wow, I I like that uh, persistent, right? Did you did you win any prize at that time? I don't remember. Oh, you win one. Uh, what was it that you win? Yeah, I do. I was the top. Uh, yeah, I was in top three. I think there was a course out there around content. I think content masterclass something like that it was in the top three and yeah mm-hmm. that was the prize that I got being in the top three out there so yeah I was this close for being on the top second and first yeah wow <laughs> that was cool that was cool so uh RJ you know uh as I mentioned in intro we are gonna talk about how you get all these uh, top entrepreneurs to be on your show right or how do you get people all these top marketers to work with you right so First off, I want to I want to start with when when you were starting out, right? When you were starting out from nothing, how did you get in front of these big influencers? Yeah, so actually, I haven't thought of of any sort of the interviews or show because you know, when you start out on the total other side of the world, uh, you have a different sort of mindset, you know, and uh, you don't have that kind of a leverage out there being in the tier three country and then like start to, to interview these like multiple seven interviews. So you don't have any sort kind of I was interview that I really did was with Alex Elliott. Uh, she had a one group away challenge launch, you know, and I did the very first interview on my show itself. And it wasn't uh, official version of my show, but, but I really wanted it, it to be doing live. And it was the very first time that I really published in front of the camera as well. Because I really wanted to be on the camera and I wanted to surpass all of my I had. One of the common questions I was not my like what if it's not. Uh, it's not there are gonna be some people here and there who's gonna be like hey, you're English, that's okay for me. I do not have any problem with it. Those people probably not gonna matter to me as well. So that was my very first which I had tried to overcome in my very first interview. The second thing I had was I don't look pretty on camera. I was like, I don't know, two years of that reason, I don't have a perfect camera for my phone. I started, I had nothing, like, no, it was completely rough. It was 4 a.m. in the morning. I had one hand free of placing for, mm. I, I was using my webcam and that was it because I had it to start uh, imperfect. If you don't start from the worst, there is not the best, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to start from the worst in order to, become the best in anything so you start worse so i wanted to start worse out there so when i started to interview alex and then i got like two to three guests on the show 
even during that time, I was watching some of my other friends or some of the people I follow was doing awesome interviews, like getting huge guests like Josh Forty. You know, I'm interviewing Josh Forty tomorrow, which is huge. And uh, Josh Forty was yeah. getting like so many awesome, but they weren't like kind of like consistent. And I'm I'm not saying against some of it, but I didn't saw any frequency of being consistent doing show. So it helped me to get motivated. But even Russell Brunson talks about have your own distribution channel. The power of your own distribution channel, everything. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my show and everything out there, even though I don't know how to do it. I'm gonna figure it out. Everything later on. On January uh, 2020, I reached out to Spencer. I was like, hey man, I would love to have you on my show. And if people don't know who Spencer Makeham is, he's a seven-figure affiliate marketer, one of the top affiliates in ClickFunnels. You know, the million-dollar affiliate. So I reached out to Spencer after the group, since I know he's like super engaging in his Facebook group, engaged a lot. Finally managed to end up in his inbox that everyone should do. And I reached out to Spencer and I, I was like, hey man, I would love to have you on my show. But not now since it's Funnel Hacking Lifetime. So we're going to do it like almost around two months later. I was like, okay, cool. Hmm. Let's do it after two months. But I want to have, have you as my first guest. I'm not going to do any show. Wow. So I waited for two months around. And then they... The traffic secrets launch came up and, uh, you know, everyone was like providing their own bonuses, their own offers. Spencer came up with his awesome offer as well. And I was like, hey, Spencer, if you give me 30 minutes of your time. And again, he's a seven-figure affiliate marketer. He don't need my 40 bucks commission to even provide me 30 minutes of his time. He don't really owe me anything. But still, he was so humble and so kind. He uh, finally uh, reached out to me on DM but he, with the intent that you had the intention of booking me up on a show, you already, you know, I already owed you that. So don't buy the box set just because you wanted to have me on the show. And he, he literally said that, but I was like, man, I'm a man of my words. I said, you, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I just went there. I bought the box set because I wanted to make sure what I say. I do that thing as well. Nothing to him, but I, I still bought it. I wanted to show my level of respect for him. Gratitude is important. So I'm super nervous as mm. well, but I really messed the show up. People don't understand whatever you do, that 30 minutes you spend the time on your show with the guest plays the most part when you're doing your show, especially. So I was asking a ridiculous question with Spencer. Questions are like, hey, Spencer, could you tell me, is, the, is that backdrop is made of wood or plastic? I was asking these <laughs> questions to Spencer. <laughs> Which is crazy. Oh my I, goodness. And that was a crazy thing that I really asked. And some people even said to me when I was doing a recent press tour, some people said, hey, if you ask that question, probably there were other people who had that exact same question in mind as well. That's the reason you probably asked. I was like, even though I asked that question, that wasn't the perfect spot for me to ask that ridiculous question. But I did. When the mm-hmm. interview ended, I felt like that I really messed up that interview. I felt like the Spencer never going to like me. Spencer never going to respond to me. Spencer going to hate me. That was the thoughts that it came to my mind. So this was kind of my first experience uh, of me doing the show. But when I, I became consistent, when I started to get more guests, my second guest was Apple Shake. Then I got Funnel Dog. Then I got like other so many people out there. It's like 55. I can't even remember so many names now. That's how I started to overcome everything. You know, to become the best, you have to deal with the worst. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I, I love that quote. To, to become the best, you have to be the worst. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a shirt out of that. 
Yep. Right, right yeah. on here, right? <laughs> do it, man. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And then RJ Ahmad. Wow. <laughs> that, that was so cool. Yeah. So, um, okay. That's, that's how you start, uh, that's, that's how you start a show. And how, why, why did you, uh, came into the Dream 100 space? And how, how did you come up with the, with the course of Dream 100? When, yeah. when did you start teaching that? So initially, uh, when I started doing the show, I didn't have any plan that I'm going to teach Dream 100. Because uh, even though, like, if people don't know what Dream 100 is, it's essentially a concept of how you build a relationship with top influencers in your market. So in the long run, they're going to promote your products. That's what Dream 100 is. So my plan wasn't uh, to do anything like Dream 100 to teach other people. Because there are people like Russell Brunson. There are people like Dana Derricks. So, uh, so I didn't have any plan, but when I started to do shows, uh, people started to notice that I'm really doing dream 100 effectively using interviews. Uh, and mm. especially I, I started to have that leverage that, Hey, me being on the top tier three countries, been an Asian, you know, started to get these top entrepreneurs who are like the leader industry leaders in our market. I started to get them on a show, but not just get them, but also build relations with them. That was the thing that people started to notice at the moment. And people started to be like, hey, you're doing Dream 100. I was like, yeah, I'm doing that. Even though I knew what it was, I wasn't uh, was talking about, hey, you know, go and buy my course. I didn't even have the intent of making that course, anything. So people started to talk about it a lot. And there was a time that came up when, you know, let's say in ClickFunnels, people ask about Dream 100. People started to mention me over there. I started to realize that, hey, People really want this stuff. So then I came about, hey, what if I create a masterclass where I teach you how to master Dream 100, but using interviews? Because here's the thing. I want to add one more thing out there into it is when I started to uh, talk about Dream 100 a lot, my intent was never to drag down or pull down Dana or Russell Brunson. They are the people who literally made Dream 100 what it's all about in this space right now. You know, they made that concept mm-hmm. as a living example of it. So I really don't want it to drag down any of them. What I really wanted to do is I wanted to narrow it down into one more perspective that it can be done in this way as well. And let me show you how to do it. Okay. So that was what my intention was. And uh, when I started to teach Dream 100 a lot, there was a time when Dana Derricks reached out to me. And that was the craziest thing happened to me as well, because I never thought about that. Dana Derricks reached out to me and he said to me that, hey, man, I'm so glad how you're successfully doing Dream 100 and keep doing on that one. Now, if you're wow. getting that compliment from a guy who literally do everything about Dream 100, that's a huge, yeah, that's a huge comment. And I'm not talking about, or I'm not bragging at all, but uh, when Dana reached out to me, it stated me that what I'm doing works. I don't need any validation now, what I'm really doing. So that's how I really started to talk about way, way more about Dream 100. So yeah, like that's what people, you know, really know me at the moment. Uh-huh. Wow, that's that's cool. Uh did he did he also purchase the course? He didn't, but here's the thing. He created a special training in my masterclass of all you need to do uh, all you need to know about him 100. And now think of it in this way. If he thought about me as a competitor or if I positioned myself as a competitor, uh then he would have even said yes i got him two times you know one time he did training which i highly appreciated you know for that he did a training in my master class and he also oh. I, I got him on my show as well you know 
So he said that I really don't do these type of things more often, but he really did that for me, which was huge. He did a training. Yeah. He didn't about the masterclass. He don't need to, but he did a training in the masterclass of the things you need to know about Rio One Hundred. So yeah. Wow, that okay. That's even more powerful. He he did a training on your masterclass. Dang, <laughs> dang, dang. <laughs> okay, wow. so that's cool. Um, you know, when you reach out to them, right? Uh, what makes you unique? I I mean, I, I, I want to know how how do you yeah, yeah. position yourself as a unique person? I think uh, when are you talking about when he did the training in my course, is that correct? I mean, like, uh, when you reach out to your dream 100, uh, what yeah. makes you stand out so oh, that you know okay. they, yeah, so that they yeah. want to partner up with you, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, I really wanted to, you know, every person in the space, especially the people who are industry leaders, they they know each of them. Everyone knows everyone on the top, and that is mm-hmm. one of the thing that really said by one of my really good friend is also the part of the book as well. But he said that everyone knows everyone to the top. And that started to make sense. Let's say if I'm getting, uh, let's say Steve Larson on my show. If I'm getting Steve, and let's say he loved to be on my show, he knows my show exists. He knows my existence. Third thing, it probably is gonna reshare that content. There are people like Russell who's gonna follow him. There are people like Marley who's gonna follow him. People gonna be like Martin Golden is gonna follow him. They're gonna watch that particular thing. Uh, after they're gonna watch like multiple times on different people out there, they're gonna understand that I exist in the space. So when I'm gonna mm-hmm. reshare It's out to them now. <laughs> now they know that I exist. So oftentimes it happens that when I reached out to any guest, and we got got on the backstage, and they were like, "RJ, we saw you interview so many of our friends." I was like, "Yeah, let me know who is the person who's left. You know, let me know about that." <laughs> so that that already creates a report for me, and uh, it really helped me to connect with Lord Dream One Hundred out there, even work on some stuff out there with them as well. Uh, you know. And yeah, th- mm-hmm. for me, what makes myself unique is I literally position my show, which not only get them, you know, sort of more exposure, even though they don't need it, more exposure, but also help them to, you know, be more, you know, good in spreading wisdom. I am really good in asking good questions, and they uh, provide good answers. So I create a good experience for them in a show, and when they love it, they love to be stay connected with me. If they don't, they're probably not gonna get connected with me then. So. That's mm-hmm. how I really made uh, something that really for myself. So I really focus on those thirty minutes I really spend with the guest because that thirty minutes play a lot role. People just don't focus on that. They just don't want to do interview or they just want to get the guest, and that's it. I make sure that the guest who gets on my show have a good experience when they get on my show. Wow. Okay. Uh, and how how do you make the experience the best? Yeah. So a uh, kind of funny out there that I have. A few days, I think it, it's like probably a week from now. I did a platinum affiliate mastermind event. I, I was a speaker in that event with guys like Peng Jun, which was nothing but yeah. honor. Yeah, I saw that for me. Yeah, which was, which was huge, by the way. Yeah, and that's the thing I really talked about in the training. I was talking about how you have to do the actual interview. So I have a whole framework. So what I really do is. I make sure that I ask good question. I make sure I do a research, you know, of the overlap questions. I don't want it to be like, hey, everyone is asking the exact same questions again and again and again and again. You know, probably it's your first time asking that question, but it's not your guest's first time. You have to make their experience better. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I make sure I listen their interviews. I make sure I ask questions that is related to them on the personal level, which you know uh, invokes them as well. Uh, talk about it a lot, and you know these type of things. 
and that is also one of the reasons out there how it makes good experience for them if you are not energetic if you do not if you do not know what you're talking about if you haven't done your research what's happening in their current state of business if you don't do research what you need to ask if you're asking generic question let's say you're asking what is your favorite book what type of question are you asking like really <laughs> you have a person who made seven figures or like eight figures and you're asking this question does that make sense why can't you google what books does bill gates read you can uh, surely can google that so like don't ask these type of connect, uh, questions so that is the reason why they really loved to be my on my show and that is the reason why some of them came on my show multiple times like catherine jones was on my show multiple times jonathan montoya he's also like you got six figure of affiliate marketer got on my show multiple times steve larson got on my show multiple times which he really said that he don't get on shows more often two times Uh, on screen but he got on my show why because he really loved uh, my show loved the experience of it really knew who I was so he her assistant reached out to me and we booked the show so you have to make sure you crush that show nice so okay so the key point here is to to ask the better questions right that's that's yeah. one of the uh that's one of the way make a interview better so now that you have them you have uh, you have built a relationship with them and what are you going to do with that relationship yeah so i want to add one thing is into it in the long run i want to be first of all their friends you know i want to convert that mm-hmm. fr- uh, a relationship of me having them as their dream 100 to a friend more because i want to be the part of their world but i want have them to be the part of my world okay so that's what i usually do when i have my dream 100 i try to become more open with them so that it start to build me a more friendly connection with them you know so you have to become friend first in order for you to ask anything the next thing is leveraging them but again leverage don't use use is a, a negative connotation out there where everyone say use them leverage you know it's like using uh, when you say using their audience using them it's some negative when you say leverage you're kind of like helping them as well and you're also helping yourself as well with something uh when i work on that particular book there are so many people out there who don't have their own book so when i reached out to them and i told them hey i would love to have you in my book as a chapter some of them were like dude you're 21 you're writing a book and there's multi seven and eight figure entrepreneurs not everyone have a book so that is one of the things that you know they've already embedded in mm-hmm. my thing for kind of forever ever since, uh, you know the uh, the time being where the book is going to stay they're going to stay in that particular thing they are So I am doing something for them and probably they're going to be a moment I I sent all of them the copies of the book you're probably going to see uh, uh, some of them going to promote the, the copies or you're going to see on their profile when they're going to receive it that's what it happens yeah. I really provided them value and then they're going to provide kind of me value in that sort of context Yeah yeah I love that how you provide value first to them right you you make them you know uh, in terms of making uh letting them get more exposure right so yeah that's cool so um i want to know when when is it the, the the right time to ask them you know you let's say you have leveraged them uh, you have a built relationship with them and you kind of want to leverage that right so when is it the right time to ask that i think when uh, when we talk about like for them to do the promotion and everything you ask them when you know the answer is probably going to be a yes okay and i, I want to add one more thing out there you have to ask that's the first thing 
even though mm-hmm. uh, you know i was reading a book sell like crazy by sabesh ubi it's awesome book but in that book it states a no is an interest okay if someone says no it's better to get a no rather than getting ignored getting ghosted getting a no uh, getting nothing as an answer if you even if you get no yeah. you can turn that no to a yes you can ask someone out there hey what is going to be the perfect time where that no is going to be a yes so in in any state you have to ask them when you kind of know that answer is probably going to be yes so you get to know about that stuff 100% you can't ask someone to promote right away when you reach out to them on the very first time 100% they're not going to do it either ways they're going to do mm-hmm. or they're going to promote it when you really know that's the time to do it and let me uh, make it more clear for other people out there when you know that mm-hmm. you made so much connections with them when you know they are super happy with you super satisfied with you as a person you know and there is something for them as well they at the moment and when you ask them to do it most of the time they're going to say yes to it. and even if uh, let's say you reaching out to 100 people even 10 of them going to say yes those 10 of them are going to change your fortune you know it's going to change your life how to do it because all it needs is one person to say yes you know that's the main thing so yeah you ha- uh, most people don't even reach out you know most people are always wondering like how to get guests on the show how to do this how to do that you even you didn't even bother to reach out to those guests <laughs> you know you have to yeah. reach out to them first yeah that's like yeah i i love that uh, i you know i remember i also uh, had that kind of uh, afraid of of how do you say yeah. that uh, scarcity you know i i was afraid at that time i i also so i know how it feels to reach out to these big people is you know uh, it has a high chance to get them to say no but you know uh, there's a strategy to get them to say yes so i like uh, how you get them to say yes at this stuff right so have you yeah. asked them to do something like have you asked them to do some any promotion well right even right now i'm kind of doing the exact same thing that i'm talking about i'm doing kind of a promotion you know if i am getting uh, putting them in the book that's the first place that's the kind of value that i'm providing second thing what i'm doing is i'm sending them the copy of the book me paying it okay i'm paying the for the copy and when if i'm sending them the copy if they're going to read the chapter if they're going to love it they're going to love to share it as well you have to make sure you do the follow up correctly so for myself mm-hmm. out there even in this case that's a kind of a live 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 case study i'm doing it right now so i'm sending them the copy when the copy gets uh to their hands i'm probably going to do a follow up hey you know i you know uh i'm i'm hoping that you're going to love your copy out there if you love it don't forget to share with your people i'm not saying promote share with the people out there you know if you love it share it with your peeps just do it if they're going to love it they're going to go in and uh, share it with their people out there and what happens if they do when they're going to share it that's super simple people going to come in your funnel buying the copy of your books so you have to ask but you have to ask uh, strategically you have to ask in a way you know words play a lot of roles out there in 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 our space and in general as well if you ask them to promote if you ask them to share with the people that's kind of a different thing but ends up with the same thing out there mm-hmm. you getting me yeah. so yeah so yeah. that's what i'm exactly doing at this particular moment i have ordered like 30 copies uh, for sending my 30 dream 100 who are the part of the book and even like let's say 10 of them going to do it some of them are like pure affiliate marketers some of them are like a seven figure or six figure affiliate marketer all they do is affiliate marketing yeah. even only them going to do it it's like crazy results so yeah that's what i'm doing mm-hmm. right now as well that's okay first of all i want to say that's a really smart strategy because you know you are using a podcast 
to interview them and then you and then you make a book out of it that's actually really smart i i have never thought about it that way <laughs> most so, of the people okay, haven't thought uh, about to be very honest you know most of the people haven't thought about when i when i talked about this stuff in a platinum affiliate mastermind event there and they were awesome people they were like was it even possible to do that was it even possible to convert your interviews <laughs> content into a book wow okay that's crazy so they really loved that thing no one uh, mostly in our space have used it that exact same way you know uh, there are some books that are kind of similar but it's not the exact same thing like let's say 30 day summit book which uh, which you get in one funnel away challenge but again that summit was written first and then it was uh, recorded it was written first by those guest speakers over here this is spoken and i just used their wisdom and turned it into a book so they haven't done kind mm-hmm. of nothing yeah apart from being on my show uh huh yeah yeah that's that's cool and you know uh one thing i'm curious about is uh you know in your book you you got you got dave woodward you know dave woodward yeah. he's the ceo of click funnel how did you get him <laughs> okay that's that's insane actually <laughs> that's that's a really good question by the way how i really get they would again you know you you have to create for any person you want to get on the show you have to create your existence first thing you know uh, his son uh, parker woodward he's a really good friend of mine now i got him on the show as well he's also the part of the book as well so again like i have really built that sort of connection with him you know and i became really good friend uh, with him as well and i knew that okay What is the best way I can go in and reach out to Dave Woodward as well, even though if he's busy or even though something like that comes up? I knew who uh, his assistant was, you know. Like I reached out mm-hmm. to his assistant. I was like, "Hey, you know, I have interviewed Parker, you know, which is his son. I've interviewed Parker. I would love to Dave have Dave on my show as well. Uh, let me know what his thoughts are." And he was like, "Cool, why not? Let's do it." Why so? Because I already got I already got someone who's really connected to him, you know. He it was his son, kind of. and i'm not again talking about like using it's like when you have guest on your show you can just use that as a reference to get other people same what i did with dave and he he really liked that interview by the way he he really loved the show and uh, mm-hmm. that's how i even reached out to him and he said yes also to be the part, to be the part of the book because i i never wrote it the book completely randomly i reached out to every guest just to make sure they say yes just to make sure that i don't get into any legal problems after i launch the book i don't want it to be in any sort of that mess so all of them said yes there was only one guy i don't want to name uh, because of privacy i i respect that i respect his decision because i still had so many other interviews i still had so many other guests so i would have chosen other person so that's how dave said yes and i finally got him and managed him to send the book as well so yeah that's that's how it really happened yeah ceo clear funnels Yeah, 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 CEO of ClickFunnels is is kind of close to Russell Brunson and yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, here's the crazy thing, he was actually with Russell before he got on the call with me on the interview. So he was with Russell wow. and then he got on, on my interview after that. So he got bit late, but I was completely fine with that, but he was with Russell, he was working on that some stuff. So I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy." <laughs> so Russell was behind him. not behind him but he was like kind of he uh he was with Russell Brunson at the moment and then he came to do the show so yeah that's what he told me at that moment ah i see yeah so you connect with the son first with, with the dave sons first then you ask uh parker to get the, the to get his father to be interviewed is that right 
So I got Parker. That you did. I actually I got Parker on my show first. So when even I reached out to Parker Wood- Woodward on my show, he knew who I was, and even he got on my show. He he watched some of my interviews. He saw my interview with Steve Larsen. He saw my interview with Catherine Jones. And when we got on the show, uh, the show was pretty good. And uh, we also talked a lot of stuff after the show end. You know, started to make that connection with him. When I started to build that connection. Even that also helped me as well. So when I reached out to Dave's assistant, I just uh, let it her know that, hey, I've interviewed Parker as well as some of my guests and also interviewed like so many other, uh, let's say seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. I would love to Dave on my show. Let me know what he said. And then bam, you know, he said yes. And I just sent him the calendar and we got Dave on the show. Wow, that's that's nice. That's nice. I, I, I like the process. You know, it's simple. It's not it's not uh, hard that, that, uh, that one what most people think, right? It's simpler than I thought, actually. <laughs> just, I think just people just out, don't right? take action. You know, uh, people just don't take action. That's the first place. And a P- and other guests who want to be on your show, sometimes, you know, they don't have any problem being your first guest or second guest or third guest. But people would love to be on your show where you have a credibility. I wanted to have a credibility on my show. I wanted to make my show credible. So when I got like all of these like seven, eight figure entrepreneurs, it makes my show credible. You know, I even got Amanda Holmes, which is the daughter of Chet Holmes. You know, uh, the daughter of Chet Holmes on wow. my show itself. So all of these happen like that. I even have right now, I have so many uh, uh, shows booked up for, let's say, for the next four, next eight weeks. It's like eight weeks are pretty booked. I even booked like John Lee Dumas uh, and like Josh Forty is coming tomorrow. There are other like uh, 2CCC award winner was getting uh, on the show as well next week. Yeah. All right, there you go. The first part series of how to get top influencers to notice you and work with you. So if you don't want to miss out on another part, make sure to sub- subscribe or follow this podcast if you haven't already. Okay, because we have so much content about content marketing. <laughs> so it's basically how to market your stuff through your content, how to sell anything through your content, how to create stories, right? So everything about content marketing, you are going to discover on this podcast. So click that subscribe button or follow button. Okay. So always remember, be a content marketer, not a content creator, because that's how you make money. If you want to get people to buy your offer, no matter how much it costs, keep listening. The reason why entrepreneurs could not sell their offer is because they target the wrong customer. And even if they get it right, they still don't know how to sell it, right? So I put together an ebook. It shows you a step-by-step process on how to target the right customer, create a sales message to attract them, and get them to buy your stuff. Amazing, right? So if this is something you are looking for, you can grab it at bit.ly forward slash perfect client ebook. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash perfect client ebook. And if you don't know spelling, the link is in the description below. Grab it now.